Wallace? The meditations, though, no. or the, not the meditations. I think that's Marcus Aurelius. Seneca has the meaning of life. I think it's okay. a very, very solid text. <clears throat> but one of the the things that I try and really, really get my children to do is to learn their history. Eldest daughter, strong, you know, has really good technical skills in jujitsu. Um, wonderful athletic body. However, the confidence is lacking. And now, now, I don't want to get too into the weeds or more personal. Mm-hmm. But. You met your your oldest daughter. You came into her life at what point? I think she was like three. Oh, okay. Okay, well. So, yeah. That's a pretty long time. That's a super long time. So, if you... I, I, I'm sorry. I only asked that to ask how much of your imprint at this point is on her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's completely logical. So... If you're not religious, that power of and it, and it really even depends on how you interpret your religion, whether it's Christianity, Islam, because it doesn't necessarily empower everyone. Some people it you know can can put more pressure on or make things more challenging. But if you don't have that like God got me, you know like oh I'm, I'm made out of His flesh and, and His blood and you know I have a, a divine purpose to be something incredible. Knowing your history can get you that as a black person. And you can pull from anything you want, whether it's comedic texts, whether it's you know, West African, um, you know, Mali Empire stuff, whether it's stuff even existing in like Sub Saharan Africa. You can look someplace in some book and feel empowered, feel strong, know that I am going to be great. And that is very challenging to get to. Um, especially when you navigate in so many white environments that deliberately withhold that information or try and throw salt on the information that is relative to black empowerment or African empowerment, either or. Now, I say this to say that if there was anyone that talked the talk <laughs> and had a corresponding walk, it absolutely was Malaysia and I have to give him a credit for that because that is not an easy thing to do you know you you can say a lot of things but you cannot be dishonest and say that he does not have a warrior spirit I want to say when I was 16 17 I spent almost every day Monday through through Friday through Friday or at least three days a week training with and sometimes we would be in the park. Sometimes we would just be scavenging. And one time we're in High Park. Um, I think maybe we started our training in the in the daytime, like in the park um, or whatever. And we end up passing by a martial arts school. And he's like, you know, 
We should go in and, and ask him if he, if uh, he could if we could use the mat. <laughs> so, I just gave a look of disbelief because that doesn't. I don't. That's not common. Not not common, but I mean, if you don't ask, you're in the same position as when you do ask and somebody says no. So, really, it's only up from here. Okay. And yeah. one of the things I try and do is sometimes you got to be a good accompanying partner you and, and when I say that if somebody has some positive or some affirming energy support them and allow their greatness to be manifested so I'm not going to be one of those individuals where if you want to do something you know ballsy or um, uncharacteristic unless it's something that doesn't align with my values and is really off I'm going to go ahead and be like go ahead do, do your thing you know what I mean do your thing let's see where this goes out so goes in the studio he's like yeah we should we should see if he if we could use the mat in there you know working our techniques and he uh he talks to the guy he says hey you know i do i do copper weather do you mind if we use your space on um, you know to work on some techniques and the guy's like no no you can't use our space so fair fair enough <laughs> that's fair that's fair to say no you can't use the space keep going that's fair but <laughs> When you understand on so many levels how powerful you are and you exist in a space like Hyde Park that is essentially our neighborhood and you have the, the spirit of African empowerment and love just floating through the air, you can walk in a, a, a white guy's Taekwondo studio and, and, I, and, and I just say that, you know, um, and ask, right? And ask, ask. You are in the you are in our neighborhood. So if we don't have, you know, some of us being employed in there or you're not like really deliberately serving us, you know, nonetheless, but isn't it, I don't want to get off on a tangent. So nonetheless, the guy's like, no, you cannot use the space. And he's like, okay, you want to spar then? And I'm looking like my man. That's what's happening. Go ahead on. And the guy's like, like, no, no, I don't want, I don't want to spar. Took it a step further. <laughs> Said something a little inflammatory. Who did? Who is you? What do you say? I don't remember specifically, but I remember, I remember his temperature rising. Not Malaysia's. The, the other guy. The other guy. I remember his temperature <laughs> rising a little bit. You know, because he starts to changed pigment a little bit got a little red or whatever almost like he was maybe he maybe heated or maybe maybe angry so nonetheless that's why i i, I fuck i can fuck with him absolutely i definitely appreciate that gotta acknowledge the good parts of people okay would you uh you know how you're uh doing the after school thing with the kids yeah the thing that you invited me to possibly help and come in on yeah would you invite him I only invited you cause he couldn't go <laughs> I would say at this point don't particularly have a relationship with him where I would invite him you know what I'm saying like I, I haven't spoke to him in a while haven't uh yeah, haven't haven't really uh, built with them in a minute. 
that's the only reason why? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Because, you know, you see people and you can kind of gauge, gauge their temperature and, and everything when you see people. Mm-hmm. So, last couple of times I've seen them, like, I don't know, we didn't really talk much, so I... I don't think it was a deliberate thing. I would say either on my part or his part, you know, I just like haven't really smoked much so. And then even gotta give him his credit. Even the even the fight. One wonderful. That's that is definitely an embodiment of a a warrior spirit, you know, a young warrior spirit, nonetheless. But was that your attitude the night of the fight? You now you were there. I was there. I feel like you were heavily there as well, because leading up to the fight, I feel like you were at that bowling alley. Yeah, exactly. And I had a bad experience with Earl the first time I met him. The first time I met Earl, this nigga put me in a fucking guillotine choke and was yelling, tap, tap. And I was like, I don't know what that means, nigga. <coughs> I was ready, like, I would have hit I would have hit Earl with a bat that day. So you didn't know what it means, baby. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know what? You didn't know what tap meant. No. Okay. This is something that I came up on. There's this there's this concept in jujitsu called the Brazilian tap, where like they'll put you in something and you'll kind of like, and then you kind of like keep going because because the ref won't see it but the other person will let go. <coughs> it's, it's hilarious. You heard Chael Sonnen talk about uh, I can't remember what fight he was in, but he was like uh, jujitsu dude wrapped him up. This nigga tapped. And then this nigga was like, afterwards, he was like, no, I thought tap meant the end of the round. And then we would go and start from the start standing up again. I didn't know tap meant I quit. That's the end of the fight. Everybody was like, nigga, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you sound fucking crazy. Crazy. What would, uh, what, what happened at work with him? With, like, what, what was that? What's, what's, what's going on? I think he might have came in there and got into like some the black man is God conversations in front of like some of like the white clients and shit and this nigga was like bro you don't even show up here on time all the time like what the fuck are you talking about and um I think he might have tried to like challenge him on some boxing shit I don't know but uh again he wasn't <coughs> he wasn't like trying to dog him I wasn't trying to dog him either like I'm t- I kept it straight with him like if I had to call somebody to do some cop weather shit like he'd be the first three people I try to get in contact with, like, especially since I don't know none of these niggas, like, fuck is the dude named, the nigga that, Latif Crowder, or like, I don't know none of these niggas, but I think he's as good as them niggas, like, if, if them niggas was in a holder, I don't think this nigga would be, like, getting his boots smoked, but, um, but the nigga has some character flaws that I picked up on, I didn't even really deal with the nigga that much. I, I definitely got the feeling sometimes that like he felt like niggas should like be blessed to be in his presence, kinda. Like, like the ex- like he's the experience. And um, you see, now I, I definitely feel like he got he got treated dirty in the fight. 
I think, personally. Because it wasn't an MMA match. Now now that we've seen things and we're like more versed in fighting, uh, <coughs> I thought this was going to be like, what's the Banana Way movie? Only the Strong. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where we have to... I thought it was going to be like Only the Strong. Like these niggas is going to have like a hold up for respect. It was. And it was. Nah, I don't know. Because this nigga Earl grabbed that nigga neck and didn't let go. And this is where we have to... You would have to put conditions or rules on Capoeira. And although there are some things that are, what do you call it, maybe accepted by the group as standards and practices... Especially if the group is all anti this one person. Can we also admit to that? Like, Malaysia was definitely behind enemy lines. So I wasn't talking about it like that in that sense. I would say if you have, like, rules just of the holder, right? Sure. Because just as well, there's a lot of copyrighted stories about, like, Malaysia and Manjinga sure. and people being clever. Yes. Outmaneuvering their opponents, outwitting them. I don't think that's what that was. I think that was a muscle move. Because if that's the case, we've looked at we've looked at holders together. We've looked at motherfuckers get turned up in the hoda. Yes. We've seen that. Yes. <coughs> at some point, there is a uh, a separation, and then there is at least an attempt to get it back to Capoeira. It depends the context of the Capoeira because we were fortunate that was the first grudge match I don't to, to call it for lack of better terms that I've ever seen where they were just like you guys just play or no I've seen it before where they were like you guys just play 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 I mean it's not the first smoker so with that with that <coughs> in the holders people have got hit with beating bows people have got um put Stabbed. in put in headlocks exactly so, if you get knives involved, I feel like a, he- a headlock is within the realm of things. I totally understand what you're saying. I think there should have been clearer parameters. And I guess maybe that was yes. the infancy and of the sport itself or the, the, the type of event that we realized we were having. No, and this is what I would say is was kind of indicative of the youthful warrior spirit. Okay? Uh, when you go to something like that where you and another guy essentially kind of have, have spoke about it and agreed to maturely settle your your differences this way and you go in it with youthful eyes thinking that, you know, it's a little bit more extreme than a hold on where you're doing backflips and somersaults, right? Uh-huh. It wasn't that. No. So it wasn't that at all. And that's that is that is a mistake that we would make as as someone being young and, and unwise in certain respects. But I don't uh, I don't think he I don't think he came into it thinking it would be backflips and somersaults. I not, think, not right. I said obviously <coughs> not backflips and somersaults, but but I maybe, mean everything we talking about right now, them two niggas knew at that time. Am I right or am I wrong? 
as far as knowledge of what can happen in a holder? I feel like I don't know, maybe Earl was probably around 27, 28 at that time. Really? Yeah, and Malaysia was probably be 24, 23, I think. 24. But, so yeah, so, I mean, it was still, like, a youthful mistake. Like, you know easily that there are people that are mindful of rules in the game holistically where they're able to just operate in the, in this in the way where got a cheat code a little bit of a cheat code you, you know your enemy right you you learn your enemy you study your enemy Malaysia, you know to his credit and discredit he's training his ass off throwing hella martellos throwing hella pencils. I don't think he spent any time on any grappling. Well, as we both know, <coughs> and he's not the only one that feels this way, but he was definitely the first person that I heard at, at, at that level. <coughs> kind of think that grappling was like some gay shit. I don't think people think it's gay shit. Maybe some people think it's gay shit, but I would say more than anything, it's a it's a cheat code. Nobody it's like it's like when you play um 007 with odd jobs from what I've heard, right? I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh-huh. But you I feel like you told me this. I feel like you told me that you was trying to work on some grappling shit with Malaysia and he was like nah that's a fact <laughs> maybe then like honestly my memory is not that good that that could like I said I don't really remember cause we were we used to grapple with the nigga black at the bowling alley that's true he was the first nigga to grab the skin on the, my side <laughs> to pinch you yeah <laughs> <laughs> not pinch it's not a pinch he used to grab handfuls of skin on my side yeah that's baby. a pinch that's a that's a handful of pinch yeah Jesus I was, that's hey, that's, <coughs> that's some good game. I feel, I feel like. like you hurt your knee one of the times down there, right? Yeah, yeah. First time that I hurt my knee was Malaysia kicked me. That's why. That's kind of why I'm very easy. I'm doing like the fintas and like the, the marking people now, because you might mark somebody and then they'll fuck around and might do a real move on you. So it's like. <laughs> you just gotta get high strategy. This is just the game we playing now. He didn't tell me exactly what happened, but like I feel like that these are the type of things that like happen. Like I feel like this nigga start off soft sparring, and then like he get hit and he start fighting for real. Are you saying he's the copyright version of uh, with the white folks with the gloves and just be challenging everybody? <laughs> <laughs> put, put the gloves on you at uh, LA Fitness and, and just start boxing. You know what I'm talking about? I think I know that. <laughs> I've seen some videos. Though. Is that the dude that Deontay Wilder fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that one. But yeah, that's that thing. That's the thing about Cockwater, man. And you just gotta acknowledge, uh, appreciate everybody's interpretation for it, because you have some people. 
they keep their volume on on a you know soft shoe and 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 cartwheels, you know. Yeah. And then you got some people that you know absolutely change the levels all across the gamut as they should as a martial art, you know. And believe it or not, one of the martial arts that was used to 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 fuse to make top water was an African grappling martial art. Then you call it Batuki, Batake, something like that. But that was like it was real grappling. So for you to not want to do it at all or not have have that you know that skill. But I mean, again, it could speak to a level of vanity, which we all we all know he. This is why he has. I'm saying, I'm saying youth. Just because you think it would be different. How much different do you think it would be at this moment? Sure, I'm a hundred percent sure. With him just working in more martial arts spaces and maturing and being growing into a a man, like full fledged man, you know, has children and everything. You can acknowledge that grappling is important. Like you're forced to acknowledge. And even when I think he was doing some Muay Thai, so he hundred percent gotta stand start with some standing grappling. I would be really surprised if he had no no grappling skills now. I'd be very surprised. Uh, that's a good one. But anyway, Earl showing up like the hair the tortoise I mean Earl was the tortoise you know and just he hurt his hand you remember that yeah <laughs> so gauze pad wrapped around his thumb encrusted in tape and he go, goes into the fight almost kind of holding his nursing his hand which again <laughs> my god like how much how much of the art of war you know has you know, has, has really been in this, in, involved in Earl's strategy. You know, before before bef- anything even happened. So, <coughs> again, it's customary. Mestre's pulled my hair. I've, people have pulled hair. It's cheat codes, you know. So, yeah, to put him in a side choke. Everybody's not always going to save you. You know, like, this isn't a, a boxing match for entertainment. That's that's the distinction. This is not for, for fun. We're going to just settle our grievances. And that's probably the most logical way to do it. Because And safest. Smartest, wisest. All of these things. Because what happens? You break up. Okay. What? Throw, somebody throw a martello. You kick with a martello in the head. You don't have fucking CTE or something. You know what I'm saying? The same thing could be said if Earl could Earl could have broke his neck. He wouldn't have broke his neck. I mean, I mean, from what I remember, he had him twisted around. He had him twisted around quite a bit. Like, if 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 he had to tried to violently get himself out of that move or out of that hole, he definitely could have hurt himself, for sure. Yeah, certainly. And not even, I mean, shit. If you talk to Malaysia today and he was like, "Yeah, man, I had a, I've had like a." I've had like a crook in my neck since ever since then for twenty years. That's not impossible. It's too healthy for that man. Okay. I'm just saying. I feel you know, like that shit should have been separated. I feel like that shit should have been separated, or 
Cause you cause, more nigga point. I and that's and that's my fault. And that's my fault. I got I got to acknowledge that because I feel like I was just very excited about it. I feel like I was very excited for the fight, and you know I showed up or who else was with us? It was me, me. you, and E. He was okay. It was me, you, E. Roop wasn't there. I don't think if he was, he met us there, but I don't think he was. Okay. Okay. We I know. might have got up with him after, but remember we took the bus over there. I remember that, huh? So yeah, I feel like I, I hyped it up because I was really excited because you know in Copwater, realistically, I, there haven't been like millions of opportunities to see like individuals really decide to like be more martial and get art with it, you know. So it's wonderful to to watch. I was expecting a lot too, honestly. If you were to ask me that day, I hundred percent acknowledge like, man, lady was training, you know. You, Throwing fucking million, million ninety nine Martellos a day, <laughs> you know. So I, I'm like, yeah, man. I like he he gonna fuck girl up. <laughs> and then I gotta do, I gotta do the divine. Come on, son. I can't I can't do it like him. But you know how. Come on, son. Come on, son. Earl's gonna. Come on, son. <laughs> Yeah, but that was that was wonderful. I'm I'm really really glad that I was able to. That was crazy. <coughs> that was some of the craziest shit I had seen up until that time. Man, and when the nigga came in with the outfit, when the nigga came in with the outfit, bro, I was like, oh my god, this nigga is a WWF star, bro. <laughs> this nigga came in. With the Vega mask and the fucking red hand wraps with the fucking electrical tape over them and uh, the matching Abadas, I was like, yo, this nigga definitely took this nigga definitely took time to figure out this outfit for sure. If he didn't train nothing else, he put his grappling time into the closet. Now, this nigga Earl, again, I mean, Art of War, this nigga was over there. Crumpled up, holding his hand. He had some holy sweatpants and some motherfucking. Came in there in one of those uh, those janitor jackets and shit. Hold on, G. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get this. Hold on, like hold my keys for me, G. I'm just. Man, this nigga lazy. You came in looking like Master Shredder and shit. It was crazy. <sighs> nigga took the mask off all styles. Like yo, this nigga. I forgot about that shit. I you did. forgot about the outfit. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. This is what I was talking about in the last one. Nigga, you remember the weirdest shit about shit, bruh. This nigga came in looking like blood god, nigga. <laughs> With the fucking Pumas. Bruh. Yeah. I would have loved to see that nigga's Puma collection because it probably was crazy at some point. At some point, he probably had them like, he probably could have had them lined up looking crazy. Definitely used to rock the Pumas. I know I had some Pumas in there. Got some, got some. They kind of had like little spikes and shit on it. It was mad comfortable, man. Yeah. That nigga had no Ferrari joints. Yeah. You know what, though? That's real shit, though, man. Cause, and honestly, my brother told me that shit. The, my first fight ever, he came to my MMA match, and he was like, he was like, you should wrestle, they make more money. 
No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, word, you like, if I was like a six foot, I absolutely would probably like heavily go into that. I mean, your level of acrobatics, like, I don't know. The fact about that shit at that point, at this point, is like, when you're 35, Mm -hmm. like, you don't have the time to, like, do the under shit. Like, you'd have to start wrestling in, like, some shitty organization first. Oh, yeah, like, like live out of my van and shit. Yeah, and you don't have five years to do that right now. <coughs> Not for something like that, like, unless, like, it was in Chicago, you could go, like, or in, in Kansas City, or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you couldn't be like, yeah, man, I had to drive three hours to this show in Ohio for 50 bucks. It was like... I mean, that's a real grind, though. You, I, you know, that's definitely a real grind. And... Yeah. Surgeries and not saying that like that is a hindrance at this point, but I'm just saying there's like a lot of like little stuff. Yeah, you know what though, uh, time and just eating right, like I'm definitely fucking best I've ever been. I believe it. I was just telling somebody about um, because like you, you got, you got your knees done different, right? Like, one is one thing and one is another thing. They were both the same thing, but I think maybe one of them was like a hamstring graft, and the other one was a cadaver It came from. from right. Like, okay. So, like, I've heard niggas talk about the cadaver shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shit, a cadaver Achilles is, like, exponentially bigger or exponentially stronger than, like, the body's ACL like naturally the way what it naturally produces mm-hmm. so like you know how some kids are at the age where they can redo their 8th grade year and still be the same age as everybody yeah what is stopping people from just like just like just like switching the ACLs you understand what I'm saying yeah a lot of things um number one it's no guarantee that the 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 fucking graft will work you know what I'm saying like different bodies different shit it doesn't always take and you still gotta go through that long ass process of rehabbing and giving it time to actually bond so it's not worth the exchange that, that is definitely something that takes time to heal from like it's no way to like really speed that up really okay right but like well first off there's definitely ways to speed it up I mean yeah you can definitely recovering from that shit faster than they e- were 10 years ago yes but at the same time it's like it takes some real months slash years for the shit to really like fuse and like unless you telling that shit to Adrian Peterson I mean what did they do like encrust his shit in like stem cells or something they, I that definitely wasn't happening too much when I got my shit done so I'm sure probably like 
I mean, niggas is niggas is walking out of knee replacements now. Yeah, it's not. It's not definitely not worth the surgery to get it fucking a little bit stronger. Uh, you think it's a little bit stronger, especially considering what an ACL tear will do in a professional. Like once, like Jamal Murray, right? You don't know Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray plays for Utah Jazz. He tore his ACL last season and missed all the playoffs and won't be back until mid-season this year. Mm-hmm. Now, he um, he is leading that team. He's up for a contract. Like, him tearing his ACL now and getting whatever surgery he's about to get, which, I mean, NBA players have a high success rate of uh, these ACL surgeries taking and, and going well. And there's nowhere near the questions about them afterwards like it used to be. So, like, at some point, at some point, like, when they get this stem shell shit down so that they can, like, build your, like, it, when you're born, they take your placenta and they fucking file it. And when you need something done, they just go to your stem cells and just rebuild you some shit from that. <clears throat> so that it's already bio-acceptable, so your body's not gonna reject it or whatever. Like, this shit, it's a bunch of shit niggas will just start just refixing and just fixing from the jump. Like, yeah, let's just do this shit now. Like, he's, you feel like he's done growing? Like, <laughs> you feel like he's, like, after, like, before your before your puberty before you hit puberty they replace it so that your body can grow with it and that you can like you know the stuff that you're talking about like this rehab stuff and like growing with it and it becoming accustomed to your body like all this shit happens when your body is like producing hormones and can like optimize that shit anyway and then now you are like entering your high school and whatever college will be is athletically at this point or at that point with like bionic is not the proper word but like naturally enhanced like hamstrings same thing like if you was a football dude like could they like whatever that Tommy John shit is can they just do that shit in the beginning I thought Tommy John was like, you know, they make shirts and shit. There is a company named Tommy John that makes shirts, but you're not familiar with the Tommy John surgery as it pertains to pitchers? No. I think it's like, I think it's like in your forearm somewhere. Or somewhere between your forearm and like your bicep and tricep, like in this area. I heard that a study said that um, holding pitchers training, if they hold on to the ball while going through their throwing motion more, I use that as like a point of training instead of like always just throwing the ball. Apparently, that strengthens the muscle in some kind of way. But they say that after you have the surgery, like, it's almost like a, it's all, for pitchers, it's almost like a get it out of the way type of thing. Like, go ahead, get the Tommy John surgery, like, go ahead, like, let it tear, get the surgery, rehab it, you're gonna be better than ever. 
Now, it wouldn't surprise me that this is always, that this is like a common practice first in a white sport. Because white people can just, for some reason, like, do this kind of finagling with no questioning. And, like, you know, when black people do it, oftentimes they either, like, don't have financial means, or if they do, they get, like, questioned and, like, well, I don't know. I'm sure somebody on some level has possibly dabbled in it in some kind of way. But, yeah, man. That's just like when motherfuckers is in seventh grade and they, they start school early and then they hold them back in seventh grade and now when they play sports in eighth grade, they bigger than all the kids. I read about some shit like that in like Freakonomics where they're talking about why a lot of uh, soccer players are born in fucking May or April or something. It's because I, I guess it's because the camp starts at like a, a weird day and they're the most mature. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I can't get into the specific details, but yeah, man. It's uh, it's wild, wild. <laughs> you, you know, Divine actually was the one that bugged me 